0: Be more outrageous and put your whole heart into it. Leave it all in the field. Like, you know, don't hold anything back.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And, you know, if people don't like it, that's their issue. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. I'm not really writing it for them, I'm writing it for me.
1: Welcome to Darken the Page, a podcast for lovers of writing and the creative process. And now, here's your host, Dave Buddha. Welcome to Darken the Page. I'm so excited to bring you today's interview. I literally just finished recording it, so I'm kinda high off how awesome it was. Today we have Ron Wilder. Ron is a uh, someone who's have been to his uh, a seminar or been to a weekend where he was teaching, and I really, really loved his insights about life in general. He's also so he's written two books. He's written a book called Aligned Action, which is for CEOs. And he's written a fiction book called The 100-Watt War. And I love the fact that that Ron has already, within the first two books, just dived into two completely different genres. So some of the stuff you're going to hear in today's episode, you're going to hear the two key lessons Ron learned from being coached by Steve Chandler while he was writing his first book. Um, You're going to hear what it was like transitioning to fiction after writing a business book for CEOs. And you're going to hear how he's writing his new book, which is really interesting. He's He's created a podcast and he's... Uh, recording short audios, like 15-minute audios, putting them on the podcast, but also transcribing them and then editing them. And it's a really interesting way to write his new book. And you'll also hear my theory about how um, Ron's background as a a very good martial artist and also just kind of this uh, clean-cut business uh, consultant. I, I actually think that he's he is this kind of James Bond figure that he's writing about in his fiction. And so we talk a little about that. That's my own theory. Um, really, really enjoyed this episode. And I think you will too. Uh, the way to find the show notes for this will be to go to darkenthepage.com slash 025. And you can see all the links to things we talked about. And without further ado, here's Ron Wilder. I'm here today with Ron Wilder. I'm really excited to have you on the show, Ron. Thanks for taking the time, and I can't wait to ask you some questions.
0: Yeah, thanks, Dave. Glad to be here.
1: I want to I want to tell you the the moment that I I said to myself, okay, I want to have Ron on the show, and it was when I remembered a story that Steve Chandler told about you and your writing process, and he said, and I don't know if I can recall it correctly, but he said something like when you were writing and you were feeling blocked, one of the things that you did. Was you would take out a newspaper and just start copying it and then writing just copying the newspaper until that felt there was momentum and then you went and did your own writing and I just thought that's really fascinating, and I wanted to hear more from you and and so that was the moment
0: I knew okay yeah yeah well is um, that story actually, true <laughs> that is that is true that okay. is actually true <laughs> um, and it, but the funny thing is, is you, it re- actually as soon as you brought that up i hadn 't thought about that in a while. It um, it evoked a memory of me in like I think I was in like seventh grade. I went to um, junior high school in Warner Robins, Georgia, mm-hmm. and um, I had to take a I was taking a typing class, and so this would have been you know this would have been in like nineteen uh, this has probably been like nineteen eighty three eighty four time frame, mm-hmm. and um, you know and this was in like you know a school in like rural South Georgia. And so the typing class was taught on like old school mechanical typewriters. <laughs> yeah, and a big part of learning how to type was, you know, get strengthening your fingers and learning how to like, you know, we would have like, you know, the whatever we were typing, you know, next to us, and we'd have to sit there and type it. Um, and so I, you know, I, I became pretty proficient at it at a, you know, in, in junior high. Um, but yeah, now if I'm writing and I kind of get stuck, um, you know. I, usually, I have. It's not that I don't. I don't have ideas. I have tons of ideas. It's like I can't get focused on them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: So what I'll do is I'll just yeah pull up pull up the newspaper or a magazine or uh, you know any book that I have lying around and just literally start you know tr- you know trans you know transcribing like as if I'm a secretary you know typing out whatever that that is yeah and somehow that kind of gets the motion the kinetic motion going and then my brain is going and. Then it just kinda of goes stream of consciousness and I like then I can write whatever I'm writing and um and then you go back into like the editing and rewriting process. But yeah, it it is a true story. It does work. It's nice. I personally find it very effective. It's kinda of like a
1: meditation, it sounds almost
0: um yeah, it's it kind of kind a way of of to like, focus like just, yourself. Yeah, I like that. It's like calisthenics or something getting you going. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nice. So you've written a couple books. Um just tell me a little bit about um, you know, your history as a writer? When, when did you start all this? Have you always been just totally, you know, able to overcome these blocks in a single bound and that kind of thing? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Where have you been with the writing?
0: Well, I mean, I think my early, I mean, I I think a lot of my experience writing came out of, I mean, initially it was academic, you know, writing papers in, you know, high school and college and grad school. And, um, you know, I remember like writing, I wrote a thesis as a senior in college Um, and, um, you know, and I actually think of, you know, writing essays for college of like, it was not just kind of, I I always liked writing and kind of, you know, thinking about topics and ideas and organizing ideas. Um, -hmm. I mean, I remember learning how to write, you know, the five, you know, the five point essay format in you know, high school. And I always liked that and, and learning how to structure ideas and communicate them, um, and kind of learning the rules of writing so you could kind of break them. Um, and I remember, you know, writing my thesis, and you know, spending days, kind of, you know, in a, my dorm room, you know, eating, you know, junk food, and just trying to get the thing done. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, I didn't really write much in my early business career because I, other than kind of producing, you know, work for clients, mm-hmm. um, so it wasn't it wasn't really until I started my own business, aligned action, um, which I started that in two thousand four. Um, and I really began writing professionally for that business. You know, I started writing a blog. Um, you know, that kind of had it was. You know, I would have periods of time where I would write a lot, and then I would kind of go dormant. Mm-hmm. It was just my way of kind of processing what I was learning in my professional work. Um,
1: yeah, I get and
0: that. Uh, you know, so that was a way of kind of just. It was sort of like my journal that I would just you know say, "Hey, I learned this," or "I'm thinking about this," and um, I was never really. Even early on, you know, using doing much with the blog to try to, you know, publicize it, it was just my way of kind of getting stuff out there. Um, and then I decided kind of 2010 timeframe to write my first book, which was really a business oriented book. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Aligned Action The Key to CEO Effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And that was really like, um, it, it was, that book was really about sort of my, my attempt to kind of crystallize what i had learned in my first, you know, 7 years or so of being an independent, you know, consultant and coach to to CEOs. Yeah. Um, and um you know, it was my way of kind of looking at, you know, okay, i've i've worked with lots of different business owners, executive CEOs who's, you know, who's really effective, what makes them effective, and i tried to kind of, you know, synthesize that into you know, here's what effective CEOs do. And, um, and, you know, that book has been, I think, well received um, Mm -hmm. by the market that it's intended for, which is the CEO market. Um, And uh, so that was, that was my first sort of, you know, attempt to kind of produce a book, which was, um, you know, that's kind of, and then we can, I'll stop there and I can tell you more from there, but let me just pause.
1: Yeah. I, I, and I totally can relate to the process for your blog aligned action. Also the book that seems to be what I do too, which is kind of use writing to process my own insights about life and, and see if I can really make sense of them. They're kind of like 90% there and then I can get them down on a paper and show them to a few people and get some reflections. And it's like, Oh yeah, this is, this is really, this is it. And writing Mm. really helps me with that.
0: Yeah. And I would say, you know, even, um, I mean, I, I have blog or, you know, writing material out of every conversation I have practically. Mm -hmm. I had a, a, I had a sales conversation this morning with a potential client and, you know, just the, just what came out of that conversation, you know, just the way that the certain ways that, you know, the words kind of come out, (laughs) you're like, I I'm like, I want to write that down. That's like, it's good stuff. It's interesting. It's you know so i learn i learn in every conversation i have and i try to use the blog now you know for that um i actually
1: took so. on um i took on an email client recently because i was writing a lot and i decided okay well clearly i'm i'm getting inspired by people's questions and people's struggles and and i also love writing and so why don't i just have someone that i'm really just doing emailing with a lot and and i found that that was really cool too because when I, you know, not only am I giving them the maybe sharing insights or or solving problems or whatever, but I'm doing it through words, so it's like already there. Um, mm-hmm. That was really fun too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually, so I had a funny story. I was I was doing my own little writing retreat last week, and I spent a week out in the beach here. I'm living in Bali for a couple months, and um, and I I was one of the thoughts of my, that I had was. Jeez, is this going to work out because I have so much of my inspiration coming from conversations and mm-hmm. it, that was super true for me I mean I'd get off a call with someone or I'd have a really inspiring conversation and like boom there was an idea and it, it worked out okay but I definitely had that that thought for a while I was like because conversations are a huge fuel for my writing so yeah there's not really a question in there. I just thought I'd share that.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's. I think it's. Um, I mean, I think that. I think that's really an important insight for for both of us. That you know, conversations. I mean, I, I sh- when I work with executives and and entrepreneurs, you know, the, the the conversation is the primary tool that people use to lead and influence. Mm-hmm. So you know, mastering the conversational environment is like a critical skill in whatever field you work in. I mean, you have to be able to communicate to people. Yeah. Um, you know, and conversations are, you know, that's where a lot of human experience occurs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 so, you know, of, it makes sense to me that there's tons of, you know, rich, rich, you know, material in the conversational space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I've actually moved to like recording a lot of my, you know, uh, client calls just on a bridge line You know, one, because my clients like to get the recordings afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, But two, like, you know, 99% of the time, there's something I want to go back and, like, you know, transcribe or, you know, listen to and again and, you know, weave that into the writing that I'm doing.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's been really helpful for me, too. Um, So tell me, after you wrote that, after you wrote Aligned Action, um, you decided to go with fiction. And, you know, a lot of authors, let's say, would take, uh a first a first book that was well received and sort of write a follow up mm-hmm. to that kind of like a line action guide to small business or a line action guide to wealth or something you know but you went totally different direction and wrote and wrote a fiction novel um what inspired you to do that
0: yeah um you know let me ask you this i i think there's two key lessons about writing the first book that I, I think would be useful to share so yeah. I can answer, I can address that first and then get into the fiction book if you like Sure Um you know so when I wrote the aligned action book you know actually Steve Chandler was my coach at the time Nice And and the reason why I hi- one of the main reasons that I hired Steve Chandler as my coach was because of his track record of you know writing books Mhm I mean I went to him at a point in my, you know, business growth and said, hey, I, I really want to write a book that's going to be, you know, a, a, a really valuable platform for my business, you know, and I'd like to make that a focus of our coaching.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so he agreed to that and then, you know, um, but he was, of course, coaching me on other things as well at the time, like, you know, my fees and, and growing as a, you know, growing in my professional, you know, capacity and so forth. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is a funny story that, you know, it was actually about six or seven or, or eight months into the coaching re- contract. And I still hadn't written the book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one day, you know, I get on a call with him and he says, Ron, I need to ask you something. Do you really, are you really committed to writing this book? And, you know, cause I either want you to do it or just like, let's just stop talking about it. Yeah. And so he really kind of called me on it, which was very valuable. Um, and then he told me a story. He's like, you know, because this relates a lot to the, the the art and craft and work of, of writing. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, he's like, you know, writing a book is not is a blue collar. It's a blue collar job. And the mistake that people make is they they over romanticize it as some you know idealistic you know you know uh, you know thing, but it really is blue collar because it's kind of like you're going to paint your garage and you know you you pack your lunch pail and you fill up your thermos and you go out and you get your supplies and you mm-hmm. you know you paint one corner of it and then you take a break and then you go back and you do the rest of it yeah and you know you keep you keep going until it's done yeah and if you will do that then the book will be done but if you don't get that in if you don't get that shift you know, that that that's what it's really about, and you keep holding it as some romantic ideal, your book's never going to get done. Yeah. And so that was kind of a breakthrough moment for me because I got that. And then I just started, you know, setting aside, you know, time every day, like I was going to go do my blue-collar writing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this book that had been in my head for years, I mean, I got the book done in about six weeks. Nice. And, you know, so, you know, for people listening to this, you know, if you if you do have a project, you know, if you're writing a blog and it's kind of something you do every day, every week, that's one thing. But if you want to turn it into a book and you have like, you know, a bigger piece of work that you want to do, you know, there is an element of it that's kind of like, you know, it's a project and you got to just put in the time to get it done.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why I love that's really you can hit on a key element of what I love about this podcast or why I created this is because there is a shared humanness and that's all being blue collar workers, whether we like it or not, you know, I can be talking <laughs> right. to Stephen King and he'll tell me about his experience as a blue collar worker, or, you know, anybody R- writing is the thing that I feel like really humbles everybody writing and women, I think, but, um, but writing really is just a way to, to put everybody in the same playing field.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's definitely um, you have to pay your dues and you do the work. So, and it's like um, and it never
1: ends. Like you pay your dues every time you write. It, it never, you know, it's not like okay, your tenth book, and then all of a sudden like this writing fairy comes and just says, all right, you're done. You, you, we're we're <laughs> promoting you to to boss of writing. You know, like, no, you're still right. in the mailroom. Like that's the way it goes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so the other the other main lesson on the aligned action book was that um, you know one of the things that blocked me. It was not the writing itself but but um, I had a um i had a an, an assumption that um, it was going to i had a business assumption around my book that turned out to be inaccurate, and you know I was blocked for I wanted to change the nature of the work that I was doing, mm-hmm. and so I was afraid secretly afraid that If I wrote a book, it was going to lead to certain types of clients and certain types of projects that I that I no longer wanted to do because I had kind of outgrown them. Mm -hmm. And so for a while, I actually didn't write the book because of that. I was you know kind of it was like I was protecting myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I had to reframe like the purpose of the book, um, which was I don't want it to get I don't want to use the book to get old types of clients. I want to write the book. So I can get new types of clients mm. for the time kind of work that I want to do going forward, mm-hmm. and once I got that in my mind, you know that that made it a lot easier as well. So um, it was just you know getting alignment around the, the purpose of the book um, that uh, you know made the execution of it you know much much more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you might have some you know if you have resistance of any kind, it's sometimes it's it's not necessarily. It, you know, it might be something a little bit deeper than just you don't, know, you, don't know, you don't know what to write on any given day.
1: Yeah, that, that's been a big theme with people that I've talked to is this idea that resistance is not – resistance is not direct opposition to what you're doing. It's, it's maybe a, a sign that, that something
0: could shift and that that would be helpful. I love, I love that perspective. I think the resist in my experience, resistance is actually some form of self-protection. And you know you're you're trying to protect yourself from some un unspoken fear, and once you can name the fear, then the resistance can kind of go kind of goes away because you can then examine it and decide if it's valid.
1: Huh. That's interesting. What what were some fears that came up in either of your books or something that you got over?
0: Let's see here. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, as I said, with aligned action, I was af- I was afraid that it would lead to. You know this certain kind of project, but I didn't that I didn't no longer really wanted to do mm-hmm. and once I reframed that no if if I get clients out of this type of you know book I, I want to re I just wanted to repackage how I was delivering my services mm-hmm. and so once I did that then the then the resistance to the writing went away so nice um, yeah that's so, great so it's- so you mentioned you mentioned Stephen King because so this actually is, segues into the um the fiction, if you, if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, well, what? So what happened was when I finished the aligned action book, then what had, you know, the book was done. It had gone to the printers. Um, but now I had this habit of getting up every day and writing for like an hour, <laughs> uh-huh. and so I'm like, no, well, what am, what am I gonna do with this? And so I would get up and I would write blog articles and I would write other things. Um, and somewhere along the way, uh, Steve Chandler actually sent me. Uh, Stephen King's memoir on writing. Oh, on writing, yeah, I've read that, yeah. And so I had, I was reading that, and you know, he, one of the things that struck me about Stephen King was he said, you know, write about if you want to write fiction, you know, write about um, things that you know, which you know, write about your work because you know a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And so I was really intrigued um, about that concept of writing about work, and so. Actually, for the next, you know, for several months, every time I would go into a client meeting or I would, you know, um, I remember being in one cl- board meeting where uh, for one of my clients and a bunch of different people were, were presenting. And I seriously, like, I-, I was making up little characters of all the people in the around the boardroom. Yeah, nice. And, you know, imagining them in the book as, you know, some, you know, the stereotypical sales guy or, you know, the you know just different yeah. different characters would come to mind and i would i would kind of like you know reconfigure people and and turn them into fictional characters um so that was my imagination going while i was in some of my client meetings yeah. um that's so interesting that
1: that what you shared about with with Stephen King what you learned cuz i just got that when you said that and and i hadn't really thought about that before is that if i were to go into fiction writing i you know writing about things that i'm that i'm intimately familiar with is a great idea yeah. and it just it's like I don't like how did that how did I not see that like why it just seems like that's the most obvious thing in the world and and yet it's such great advice
0: yeah yeah I mean I found you know and then it's basically write about your work because you know a lot about it and then just you know just put put people in a scenario don't try to write a, a novel just take take people and put them in a scenario and see what happens yeah and sometimes you end up with something out of it sometimes you don't yeah um so I, so that was kind of on my mind. And then the other, the other kind of event that converged with it was, um, you know, I've always been a avid reader of thrillers my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, going back to like, you know, as a young kid, I would read, I mean, just constantly, you know, thrillers. I always liked kind of, you know, I mean, going back to like Encyclopedia Brown and The Great Brain oh, yeah. and, you know, yeah. I mean, I always like these like clever characters who are, you know, doing cool stuff. Um, and then I really got into thrillers like Tom Clancy, kind of mil- uh, military thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for years I was really into, you know, Vince Flynn and, you know, Brad Thor, Vince Flynn. Um, the guys who wrote, you know, the, you know, the espionage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, world's you know some basically you know some terrorist is going to blow up the world, and you know this you know some badass kind of special ops guy kind of saves the day, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I always liked those stories because they were kind of always thought provoking and you know well researched and um, so what happened was is I had read the last you know Vince Flynn book and I had nothing else to read, <laughs> uh-huh. and and so it was going into like 4th of july weekend um 2011 and um i had nothing else to read and this idea pops into my mind like well you know it, if there were a thriller that i wanted to read like you know what would what would be the thriller why don't i mean the question that kind of popped into my mind was like why don't i write the thriller that i would love to read yeah and and that was really kind of an interesting concept. So I just sat with that for a few days, and um, and then this idea started to form for uh, the book that I wrote called the 100 Watt War. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, then I ended up writing that, uh, and I can tell you about that process if you like. But
1: I, I want to hear that, and I also want to say that you know, it's kind of occurred to me as I you know, because I've met you and 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 know a little about you, and then hearing the the kind of books that you like. And then also putting it in this context of writing about what you know, I mean, you're like you're like the perfect character for like this that spy espionage guy (laughs) because you're really business savvy and you've had all this martial arts background. I mean, you're kind of like a you're kind of like almost like James Bond kind of thing. Like you could really, I feel like that that makes sense because it's it as I look at your life, like you really. I mean, you're already about as close to like doing martial arts in a business suit as anybody I know. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. Like, I really get that. <laughs> get why that that really resonates with you. You know, it
0: seems to fit. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, the the, <laughs> the um the 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 book, the hero of the book, you know, turned out to be sort of like a shadow. There were there were a couple of characters in that book that that were kind of shadow. You know, um you know, alter egos of myself in certain ways. So it was, it was a really interesting, you know, writing fiction like that was actually a very interesting, um, you know, process of self-discovery because I had two, totally. you know, two opposing characters that were actually, you know, really represent different, different parts of me actually. So.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's really, that's really fun. And, uh, and yeah. So what you said, a couple of things you learned in the fiction process or in writing
0: that book well, you know, the um so the uh the 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 100 watt war, the um the, it refers to uh in 100 watt incandescent light bulbs. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you a little context here is that, you know, in 2011 um in, you know, May of uh let me just check the date here. Um, so let's see May, yeah, May 2011 was when Osama bin Laden was killed um, by the Navy SEAL team. And, um, you know, so it was like, so it was kind of like July uh, time frame of 2011. Um, and right around that time, you know, there was, um, you know, in, uh, U.S. Congress had passed legislation that would, you know, phase out incandescent light bulbs, you know, the mm-hmm. light bulb that Thomas Edison created, right? Yeah. And there was a lot of, um, you know, libertarian, you know, uh, kind of backlash to that idea that, you know, um, uh, you know, how, how can you outlaw light bulbs, right? Right, <laughs> um, right. And so anyway, so the, these kind of ideas are swirling around and I'm thinking about writing a thriller and, you know, um, and uh, a, a col- I read a column, an article about the, the light bulb issue and the different kind of, you know, thinking around it. And this idea just popped into my head, kind of like Stephen King suggests. You know, what if, what if there was somehow some wacky plot that kind of involved Al Qaeda and, you know, the the light bulb yeah. scenario in the U.S.
1: <laughs> nice. That's 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 a lot less crazy than some of
0: the stuff that actually happens. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I I thought I, so I thought about that, and so here's what happens. I don't know if you've ever. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the story of J.K. Rowling and and how she got the story for Harry Potter. I don't think so, I haven't. Well, the way she describes it is, you know, she was, you know, she was on welfare and she was, you know, taking care of her sick mother and, you know, not didn't really, you know, she was in a challenging time in her life, but apparently, you know, she was on a train and on the tra- some long train ride in, you know, in England. And she got, like, this vision and, like, the entire story of the Har- all of Harry Potter kind of just came to her. Nice. And, you know, she then kind of proceeded over to the next, you know, years to kind of elaborate it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had a, a similar experience. So I, I had this these questions I was noodling on, you know, what kind of thriller would I love to read and, you know, what if Al-Qaeda and his light bulb thing kind of got intertwined and, yeah. you know, and I, and I ended up sitting in a chair in my living room. And um, I just closed my eyes, and I just started, like, running this movie in my mind. Nice. And and seriously, I sat there for about two hours, and, like, the whole plot, the whole concept of that story came to me. Nice. (laughs) And I wrote it down. I wrote it down. It was, like, a three-page synopsis of the whole plot. And um, I sent it to Steve Chandler. (laughs) he yeah. wrote back he's like you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> uh, cuz the pl- the story is pretty you know w- wild um yeah and and then over the next you know 4 to 6 months i kind of write it. i started working on scenes and um you know it took me about 6 months to write it all out and um so and it, that was a lot of fun it was just that was more like um you know really kind of getting tuned into um you know, as if I were watching, I, it really reads more like a screenplay, I guess, than a novel. Because I would sit there and, and I would like close my eyes and I would visualize these scenes and I would listen to the characters talking to each other and, nice. you know, um, and if it wasn't funny or, or it didn't have the effect I'd want, I'd like re- rewind and like replay it again and change the words. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a really fun process to do that.
1: Yeah, that's that is it sounds fun. I'm very enrolled in that now. You're like, "Damn, like that sounds a lot of fun." Yeah. Yeah. What what did you learn about yourself as a writer in in writing all that down and you know, cuz maybe it's a little different process and I can't say I, from experience cuz I haven't written a fiction book yet, but you know, the uh, let's say the aligned action approach where it's like you're taking insights and explaining them and trying to get that uh, in a communicated versus taking imagery from your from your thoughts and your imagination and crafting that in a in a dialogue or a story. Like, what did you learn about the fiction process about your writing?
0: Well, I mean, the first thing that I learned was that I could do it. I mean, that was kind of like, you know, you know, Steve, Stephen King is sent, you know it says that, you could, that he's like, yeah, Steve, you can do it. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll give it a try. So I was kind of like. I was number one, kind of surprised that that I could uh, that I could actually do it, and um, two, I was surprised that I was actually pretty good at it, mm-hmm. um, and that I and that it was so much fun. And you know, that's you know, I think that um, it kind of goes back to kind of my childhood because there was a point and time when I don't know, I was eight, nine, ten, and and you know, something, you know, some things occurred in my family, and just you know you kind of have to, I kind of had to grow up and be responsible for certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you kind of, I kind of shut down that side of, of that creative side of myself for a while, um, because I was trying to do things the more, that were more, you know, serious and respectable and academic and business oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I got, I kind of learned a lot about just re, re accessing this, you know, this whole creative side. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, And I'm actually working on, you know, I'm working on a book now that is really business oriented, but I have a parallel in parallel. I'm kind of collecting stories that kind of illustrate these concepts, and I want to write those stories as like a I don't know the right format yet, whether it's short stories or little vignettes, but um, I want to tell. I want to use storytelling to convey these. These concepts, because I just think it's way more interesting and actually way more effective to teach using that approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. You know, so for example, like you know, you, you, you know, you see. I mean, as a coach, you know, I, and I, I, see how people, you know, self-sabotage, including myself, how I've done that over the years. Mm-hmm. I see how people kind of, you know, their own kind of, uh, you know, their own sh- shadow or their own you know, inner child kind of, you know, gets in their way of them being effective right now. And it's easy to write that kind of, you know, academically, but, you know, if you put it in dialogue, you know, and you show exact dialogue of like where this happens and where people kind of, you know, they get stuck within themselves, like, I think that's going to be much more interesting. Totally. Um, yeah. And it, so, it just you know, gets
1: through to people. It's like music and you know, people just open up to it for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that too. Yeah. So I'm a musician and and that was one of the things I noticed is like, well, if I, if I put it in a song or if I use satire, the other thing that (laughs) I'll do sometimes is like, just use humor. There's just this like instant opening. And so storytelling and any kind of like lessons like that, people, people get it sandwiched with something that they, that they love and Mm -hmm. and, and it just goes right in. It's really nice. Yeah. What are some other you know we talked about the the newspaper thing in the beginning um, what mm-hmm. are some other quirky process habits that or maybe some daily habits or routines or or even I'm curious how you this is sort of like a million questions in one but um how did you how did you solidify that habit of writing an hour in the morning um, so much so that after you wrote the book it just became second nature
0: yeah um you know uh it's interesting. I don't. I wouldn't say that I have that habit now. <laughs> okay. It kind of waned. But I, but at the time, I had you know, I had I had very specific projects in mind, mm-hmm. right? Um, I do though have dedicated calendar time now that is geared towards blog blog production and um, so you know you you can't escape the blue collar reality that you got to put in the time. Yeah, um, and. Uh, so what I find works for me well now is, um, you know, I'm a very auditory, you know, uh, learner and, I, you know, I, t- I spend a lot of time in conversation with people. Um, and so one of the things that I've learned to kind of capitalize on is just using my voice and, um, and recording it. So, you know, yeah. sometimes people, people think writing means, you know, sitting down and typing things out you know, that's, that, that, that may be, sometimes I do that, sometimes I'll actually sit down and, you know, type out, you know, I use Evernote and I type out things and, and if I get, go- on a roll, I'll write out the whole thing. But yeah. other times it's just better for me to, um, uh, you know, you know, record something audio wise, um, and then have it transcribed because that's pretty cheap. Um, and, you know, then I can go back to it and edit it or I can use the recording, um, that's the main one of the main reasons I just went to a you know after years of doing a written blog I've you know I'm now doing that in a podcast format because it's kind of like you know it's kind of the two birds one stone idea that you know I, I kind of have some notes in mind of what I want to talk about I talk to it and then um, we record it transcribe mm-hmm. it then I can you know edit it rev- turn it into a book so I think one kind of key you know tool for me is just you know, what I would say is like figure out your natural style that works best for you and then just use that. You know, there's no like if yeah. the, if it's like it's the, the most important thing is to get your ideas out of you in a form that they can be, you know, use, useful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned uh, that. That's, so you're a little about that process just because I think some people would really go, oh, that that would work for me, too. Or you're you're recording uh, short audios, right? Like for a podcast, about 15 minutes long transcribing those yep. and then kind of going back and editing them? How does that work for you?
0: Yeah, well, what we're doing with the podcast is, you know, we were, um, yeah, we recorded, we report, we re, record, we record the podcast. Those are like, um, th- those are like 15 minute segments. Um, and then we, you know, we send those, you know, we put, po- we turn recordings into the podcast, but we also send that out for transcription. I'm going to then, you know, I'll repurpose that for, you know, longer articles or a book. I'm going to turn that into my next book. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just about you know, look. You know, then then that then that the work you do can kind of be used multiple different ways. Um, the other piece of this that I'll mention is you know, it's I, I have a kind of a cre- it's good to have like a creative muse if that's mm-hmm. something that helps you. Um, I have a, a person Justine who was my business manager mm-hmm. and will I'll tell you know we'll put you know an hour on the calendar and I'll say hey I've got some ideas you know that I want to get you know I want to get out and we'll get on the phone together just kind of like just you and I are doing now yeah. um you know record it transcribe it and then you know she just asks good questions like well what do you mean by this what do you mean by that you know it really helps me clarify my thinking mm-hmm. and it just it's a big accelerator of getting stuff done yeah so She's- if you have somebody like that that if you're trying to write and you're, um, I mean, I find this is I find this for my clients and other you know expert consultants. If you've got a lot of expertise and you're having trouble like writing a book about it, mm-hmm. I mean, just get somebody to interview. I mean, I'll interview you and I'll pull it out of you in about an hour, totally. and we'll nail down like what your what, what your key core you know message is. Um, yeah. So don't try to go you know it's the the romantic ideal of kind of hiding away in a cabin in the woods and writing like you know that's the sort of the the fantasy but i think there's other ways that are way more effective
1: yeah it's like i i'm i'm envisioning you know the the romantic ideal is that you know you're sitting and waiting for the the writing to come to you you know and i'm picturing this like river of thoughts flowing down into your brain or something <laughs> and then there's this alternative of like like a person and I'm picturing them pulling a string that's 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 like attached to that thing in the sky but going through you and they're just kind of like yep. pulling it and pulling it and like come on let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah I totally it, it you're not the first person that's done that process too I've definitely heard other people Um, one of the other guys, Jesse Krieger that was on, I think episode 14, um, he's doing the exact same thing for his book and said, it's working awesome for him. And, and I totally, I totally see that. And, um, also in my emails to Justin, she seems like a really easy person to talk to so I can see how that would work out. Yeah, it works great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So tell me about a little bit the podcast too, just so people, um,
0: can, uh, can check it out. Yeah, sure. Um, so the new podcast is called "Seize Your Opportunity," and it's geared towards what I call the entrepreneurial CEO. Uh, you can get it on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, if you go to my, we have a website for it: seizeyouropportunity com. That'll take you to our um, to my company, Aligned Action, and you can subscribe there as well. Nice. Um, but it's really, you know, I, I define this term: the entrepreneurial CEO. There's a you know, we think about the entrepreneur who starts a business. They have an idea, you know, that they, you know, they, you know, um, they, they want to bring some new technology or new product or service to the to the marketplace. And then we think about the CEO, this sort of manager type who kind of runs a company. But I, in my experience, like the people I like to work with, and I think there's a, a fair number of them out there, they're kind of both. They're the entrepreneurial CEO, you know, who Somebody who is really growth oriented. They want to. They want to grow a company. I mean, they may not be the founder, but they're very much like a risk taker. Um, they want to expand and grow. And but they also have the CEO, you know, responsibility of mm-hmm. you know leading an organization, you know, executive decision making, you know, the overall responsibility. And you know, um, my experience is that 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 person. Um, you know, the person who is in that role has very specific, you know, cha- opportunities and challenges and, my, and my, my mission with this podcast is just is to be of service to that individual so that they can be more effective and, you know, more, be more effective, grow their company more successfully, um, you know, build a great organization, um, you know, create more wealth and, and, and success for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, tell me a little about uh, your influences as a writer anybody that comes to mind
0: Uh, as a writer. um, I mean, I think you, you know, Stephen King talks about this. You just got to read a lot. I mean, I read, I mean, you you should see my, my Amazon monthly Amazon bill. I mean, I mean, I read, Mm -hmm. I read a tons and tons of stuff. Um, You know, fiction, nonfiction. um, I read everything from, you know, business and economics and psychology. you know, uh, in terms of nonfiction, I, a lot of that's just—I mean, I and anything that's coming up in my work. Um, you know, fiction-wise, um, you know, I love the thrillers, like you know Vince Flynn and Tom Clancy. I love—you um, uh, know—I've read. I'm a fan of you know Atlas Shrugged. My Hundred Watt War is kind of a Hunt for Red October meets Atlas Shrugged. Nice. Um, there's a great book called um, Shantaram. Oh yeah. By, totally. By Gregory, um, what's his name? Uh, I forget. We're heading
1: we're heading to India in a, in a couple weeks, though. So yeah, that's a fabulous
0: yeah. book about love and redemption, um, and just a brilliant storytelling. Um, um, you mentioned see, Robert Fritz in our in our conversation before. What what has he done for you? Uh, yeah, Robert Fritz. Um, he's written um, a lot, in fact, about the creative the creative process. Yeah, and. You know, and, you know, he comes from the perspective of a, of a musician, a composer. But the idea is that, you know, all creative, pro- the cr- true creativity starts with a vision. And so you have a vision in your mind about what it is that you want to create. And then you have the current reality of where you are. Hmm. And the gap between those is what builds creative tension.
1: Nice. that then
0: you know that then and you 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 learn to use that tension to move you forward towards the vision um, and so it's kind of like if, if you're a painter you have you know a vision in your mind of what you want to paint and then you have a blank canvas in front of you and the the biggest thing I've learned from him is that you don't there is no and I think this is really a you know good kind of um Lesson for you know this this podcast for you for your audience here yeah is there is no there is no perfect process because it's all driven by what your vision is so if you have a vision for creating a book a movie a graphic novel you know short stories whatever that is a, a product a company you know you have a vision in your mind of what that is and then you have the current reality of where you are now and then. That tension then tells you, okay, what's the next step that I need to take? Mm-hmm. You, know, and what, what is, you know, and what tools do I need and what processes do I need? But it's, it's not – that comes afterwards. Like the vision is way more important. I love
1: that. And I love the, I love the word creative tension that just really that, – that highlights something that's really true for me, you know, because it is somewhat uncomfortable to have that potential layer, let's say, or have that, that gap – and I like how he he talks about it. Are there any specific resources you'd recommend for people want to – I want to check out Robert Fritz. I haven't heard of him before I talked to you. Um, any? What's the best resource for him, you think?
0: Uh, yeah, he's got a few. I've, I'm reading several of his books. Um, uh, the, the, the first book I read is called The Path of Least Resistance. Uh-huh. Um, and then he's written another book. I think it's called Your Life is Art. But if you look him up, uh, Robert – to see yeah yeah i mean he's got a re- website um and you can get his books on amazon and, and so forth cool yeah, yeah no, really I, good stuff
1: yeah i want to check him out um okay so i got one more question here um if you could go back in time and slip yourself a note uh and share some of the insights and some of the wisdoms or maybe one of the like the key insight you've had um that would help you most as a writer when you let's say when you started off on the book writing process or actually you can kind of just pick any moment in time. Um, what would you say in that note and what moment or age would you um, send it to yourself?
0: <laughs> um, I'm actually, what actually came to mind when you asked that question was, you know, what, what, what note would I like to send my, my, what, would, what note would I love you know, my higher self to send me right now. Because I'm nice. working on a couple things right now. Nice. Okay, and, so let's, let's try that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just what came up. I mean, because the yeah. other lessons, you know, the blue collar stuff, those other lessons, like, those have already been learned. But, yeah. you know, I, I think there's, um, I mean, I think the real lesson is is kind of be more outrageous and, like, put your whole heart into it. And, you know, that's kind of what I'm, you know, I've got some things I'm working on now that, um, you know, just, it's like, leave it all in the field. Like, you know, don't hold anything back. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um. And, you know, if people don't like it, you know, that's their issue. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not really writing it for them. I'm writing it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I, I've i been asking different iterations of this question at the end of each show. And, and when you said, oh, you know, I'm thinking about what I would send myself... I, I thought, oh, wouldn't it? It would be kind of an interesting question to say, okay, what, if you could imagine yourself five years from now, <laughs> what note would you send back to yourself today or something? That's kind of interesting. Yeah. To yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to say a huge thank you, Ron. it has been like just really enjoyable conversation. I've, I've learned a lot. I've got a whole scribble full of notes here um that I, for myself. And um, yeah, just really a pleasure hearing about your process and, and um Best of luck with with this new book and look forward to checking out the
0: podcast too. Oh yeah, Dave, thanks very much. It was a lot of fun.
1: Thanks for listening to Darken the Page. If you really enjoyed this episode, there are a couple more that I think you would definitely love. The first one is the first episode with Steve Chandler, who we mentioned in this podcast. Steve was actually one of the inspirations for this podcast and the term Darken the Page comes from Steve. So he is a fantastic um, mentor to a lot of writers. Check out that. That's darkenthepage.com slash 001 or just scroll down on iTunes and find the first episode. Um, We also mentioned uh, Jesse Krieger's episode, which is episode 14. And Jesse has a similar process to Ron with um, his latest book. And he's writing it by talking to someone and getting kind of mini interviews and transcribing those. And I thought that Jesse explained that in a really great way. So, again, thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed this podcast, the best thing you can do uh, to support it is to go on iTunes and leave a review because that ups our rankings, and and then more people will find it, and everybody is happy about that. Also, be sure to share it with your friends. If you have any feedback for me or you just want to say hi, feel free to email me. The email is darkenthepage at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Now go Make your art.